Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Oh, it's a TV show today. Five minutes to air. Hey, come on, Chris. Wake your butt up. Let him go. Let him go. It's well documented that you have a gigantic head. Do you have to get, like, extra, extra large masks? What the hell is the point of all this working out and doing this stuff if I can't show my guns every now and then? What the hell is going on with the water bill? Everything sucks. Wah, wah. Wait a minute. How do I end up being the Hamburglar? Thunderlips is... Here in the flesh, baby. You weren't a Hulkamaniac back no. in the 80s when you were growing up? He oh, makes you look like Albert Einstein. He does. Didn't Brady teach you? It's one, two, three, four. I'm starting to think about getting an Aaron Rodgers tattoo. I'm the greatest Viking in the world. All of the flavor, none of the spleen. And I knew it was Bucko Bruce. I just messed up. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> caw, caw. Wee, horsey. <laughs> hey, we're going Willy Wonka here. Quarterback, quarterback. Ucha hacha, hecha hacha. I don't like it at Kirk Cousins. Is who's your daddy? <laughs> I don't have jaundice. Shut that. That freaking baby up. You know, what's that thing, that balance beam during gymnastics, that skinny? He's trying to walk the balance beam. Yeah. Let's call it the beam. I grew up in North Jersey. Like, jabroni's been a part of my language for a long time. That's kind of yeah. like a dying walrus. Right. Whoa. I have a feeling we're going to hear that one again at some point. Get ready for U-G-L-Y. You've got an alibi, Dallas. You stink. You stink. (laughs) Are you wearing the same shirt as you wore last night? I just want to check that. I'm checking. Possibly. Ah! Oh, I caught him, guys. I wish for anything but that picture. I don't care if you have a picture with me with underwear over my head. Use that. I'm sick of this damn picture. They have that. Oh, what a year it was. Yep. Two or three times you saw me in there on my jaundice day. How did I survive that severe liver disease that I had apparently in October with no other symptoms other than the fact that I was yellow and or green? Welcome into PFT Live, the final day of 2020. Thank God 
The year is over. We're here for one more hour before we put it in the tank. Although the Mega Picks podcast, I assume, is coming up later today. I haven't gotten the memo on that, but it's Thursday. Of course it is. Season. I guess we're doing that. Pete says we're doing it, you so that means it. we're doing it because Pete, unlike us, is never wrong. <laughs> for four now, Pete. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna poke fun at Pete every segment of the show today. That is our gift to him as we say goodbye to 2020. We say hello to you if you're joining us just now. Where were you the first hour? Well, you're right on time because we are going to get into a preview of week 17. But before that, I see that I am supposed to ask you, Chris, what is your New Year's resolution? I'm not really a resolution guy. I'm really not. I've never I ha- I've never been um I, I guess I, there's two that are on my mind a little bit, all right? You know, one is I have a tendency to be a little bit of a stress ball about my job and work, and sometimes I need to, like, remind myself. Never. Uh, yeah. Never. <laughs> right. When You know, let me tell you something. Go you ahead. are I, – I can understand why you're such a good quarterback because when unexpected things happen, you are as cool and calm as anyone I've ever encountered. You never get flustered. You never get upset, and you know how to let it go and move on to the next play. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> You're being funny. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I'm the worst. and it, 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 I, I really am that way. I am. And I, I used to struggle with that as a quarterback. Maybe that's why I wasn't We're aware. good. We're yes. all aware. We're all <laughs> but, aware. But You're yes. still mad about something that happened four weeks ago. I am. You're right. I mean, how many times do I do that where you're like, Chris, just move on. That's fine. All right, you miss smoke. Who cares? Let's go. You 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 coach me up all the time, but I I have to like phase that out of my life a little bit because sometimes I I bring it home and I'll notice, man, I'm being a little you know grouchy with my wife and kids because I'm worried I didn't get to watch this on film or I need to watch this on film and I didn't see all of that or whatever. That's one of my that and maybe a few less cigars. Okay, those are probably the two things that are on my my list for New Year's resolutions. Oh, Cubans? A few less Cubans? Is that what you mean? Well, you know, there are a few. Yeah, they're cigars. Let's just leave it at that. The okay? Jamaicans. Yeah, yes. The Jamaicans, uh, I'm a little more. <laughs> I like them a little more. <laughs> hey, you know what? And you'll be happy about this. Uh, my, my son and I have a joint resolution. No, not, not the same as yours. Okay. Uh, that that we, are, we are avoiding the artificially flavored sodas starting January 1, or as you would call it, cancer in a can. Yeah, We're right. done with it. January Good. 1. What? Gone. I'm so proud. I don't want to name any, I don't want to name but any no brands. more diet anything and all that stuff. You're no not- more diet anything. Now, now I will say this. There is a naturally flavored alternative that I've developed a bit of a taste for that I can, I can, that's kind of my step down. Okay. Right? From, from, so, so that's my, but, but yeah, I'm uh Covering the label, but doing more of this. Okay. Less of the. I'm uh, proud of you. Less of. I'm the, proud. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad to see that. I really am. Now, like, well, let me ask you this. Well, like, you know, if you got some good, like, ginger ale, would you drink that? Like, bo- because you can get Boylan's like natural ginger ale. Does that okay? Like, you're okay with that? It's natural yeah, I, cane well, sugar I'd, and I'd all pref- that. I'd prefer to have something that isn't sugar, like right. like stevia, which is a is a, a stevia, natural supposedly right. alternative, right. and not stevia, stevia, zevia. You know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, regardless, uh, that that's that's the path I'm going. The challenge is, if you're going to have an adult beverage, you know, I don't like drinking that stuff straight. I'm not quite so sophisticated that my palate can survive straight bourbon. But uh, say you want to splash a little, uh, a little, a little, uh, you know, I don't want to name the brand. Yeah, I, I got don't you. Alienate so what are you going to do there? What are you going to do? 
I don't know. That we'll figure that out tonight. Apparently, we're going to figure that uh, out. <laughs> well, before midnight, it won't matter. Won't matter. After midnight, then <laughs> it's an issue. Tomorrow night. After midnight, I'll be drinking it straight. Uh, what should the NFL? Oh, and you know, you know, and I do have to say this because I know how much it upsets you. The only New Year's resolution that I ever honored was the one that I made, and it will be 17 years ago, January 1, 2004. When I said, if I'm ever going to turn ProFootballTalk.com into anything, I have to work on it every single day of the year. And 17 years later, I have not taken a day off. And you still don't believe me. Well, no, I, I do believe you now. I do. I mean, you know, you, you are, you're not Bill Belichick with your work ethic, but you do work hard. I'll say that much. I mean, you know somebody works hard when they live in a chateau and they work out by the pool all summer and they never go in the freaking pool and all they do is work <laughs> and write articles and copy paste, copy paste, snarky comments. So, you know, that pretty much proved it to me where I was like, wait, it's August and this guy hasn't been in the pool. It doesn't look like he's been in the sun this year. Why am I tanner than you? And uh, you let it be known. But you are. You're amazing that way, Mike. You, you never stop. You're all around, all around the clock. Give you credit. Uh, well, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm glad you finally believe me. You thought I was lying. I'm, I'm trying to tell you my priorities are completely warped and turned upside down, and I can't stop working. And you're like, oh, you're lying. No, it's a sickness that I'm just never going to get rid of. All right, but I am getting rid of the uh, the uh, artificially flavored sodas as of Way to go, Michael. Night, which means I'm going to drink a lot of it over the next 16 hours. Yeah. A whole lot of it. All right, uh, let's get to the games. Packers, 12-3. and three. Bears, 8-7. and seven. Green Bay clinches a first-round bye with a victory or a loss by the Seattle Seahawks. See, the, the Packers only blow the um, the the one seed if they get into a three-way tie right. with Green Bay, Seattle, and New Orleans. If it's a two-way tie with Green Bay and uh, Seattle or Green Bay and New Orleans, Green Bay's in. I think right. they also lose a two-way tie with Seattle. So, so regardless. Green Bay likely to win. Green Bay likely to get in. But Chicago needs the win to get into the playoffs. They may back in with an Arizona loss. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers. And this is Aaron Rodgers' understanding. He just saw on Sunday night the value of home field advantage exactly. in the playoffs. Right. When that snowstorm comes through. I Even though the Bears are prone to periodic or the Packers, excuse me, a periodic what the hell happened, we didn't show up today. I don't see that happening on Sunday. They know the importance of this game. They're getting a 13-3. and three. Matt LaFleur is getting a 26-6, and six, and they're getting that one seed. I, I, I would think so. I mean, that's certainly what I'm thinking right now. I mean, I think you said it right. The first thing that comes to my mind is just, hey, they Aaron Rodgers ended last year talking about we need to get home playoff games. That was what they talked about ending the year last year after they uh, they they lost and, and were knocked out. Who the heck were they knocked out by? I can't even remember now. But either way, I know that was a big conversation and a talking point that we got to get these games at home because they are a different football team. You can see the elements were into their favor the other night, definitely. And Rodgers, of course, because he's such a pure thrower of the football, like a Brady or a Mahomes, you know, he he welcomes the five-degree day in Green Bay because he just goes, I'm going to throw lasers and perfect spirals. I don't care if it's five or 85. And the other quarterback comes in and is like, whoa, this ball's slick and hard and holy crap, my hands are dry and I can't grip this thing and it hurts when I'm catching it here in warm-ups and everything. And you know, guys get off kilter that way. So, I, you know, I'm with you. I expect Green Bay. Chicago is different. 
We know that. Their offense is different. But Chicago's defense hasn't been as dominant lately, Mike. That, that would, to me, be the most concerning thing about the matchup right now. With what Rodgers did to them the first time around and just the way they've looked, uh, I, I worry about that for Chicago Bears, and that's weird to say. It really is amazing what the Packers have done when you consider all the questions that were swirling when Matt LaFleur became the coach. Would he be able to handle Aaron Rodgers? And this year, would the team, would anyone, would the organization, would – would 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 they be able to deal with an Aaron Rodgers who, who was upset about the Jordan Love situation? We know he was upset because Brett Favre was his surrogate who made yeah. it clear he was upset in the right. aftermath of the draft. And yeah, we, I'm no Packers fan, but I know exactly who they've lost to the last two years. That's how few games they lost. They lost to the Eagles, the Chargers, the 49ers, 49ers again in the postseason, and this year the Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the Colts. And, and they've only lost one regular season game at home, which shows you the value of – the road to the Super Bowl going through Lambeau Field. So right. they go to Soldier Field this weekend, and the Bears are just going to have to hope that, what, the Cardinals lose. I don't yeah. know why I can't. There's so many of these different I know. possibilities. I, I feel like I every time I say it, I'm never 100% confident that I'm right. Well, but I think if yeah. the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in no matter what. I, you're I've right. heard it 50 times this week, no. but I still don't feel 100% confident about it because there's all these different moving parts that are they're all – I've, I've I don't remember a year like this. Where there's this many different moving parts that you can't keep straight. Yeah, it's uh, it is. I I understand what you're going through because you're right. I've had to say it a few times this week too, where I've second guessed, like, wait, am I right about that? But yes, yeah, you said it right. The Bears can lose and still get in if Arizona loses to the Los Angeles Rams. So there is that aspect, and honestly, it's kind of what I'm expecting to happen. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's the way I'm kind of leaning at this moment. And then you know. Hey, last thing I want to say about Green Bay and just this matchup altogether, because talking about Chicago, you know, their defense, people have been running the football on them. Chicago, I mean, Green Bay on offense, uh, for me, has become a different team here the last few weeks with what they're doing on the run game, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they've become a true force, in my opinion. You know, before, I know they ran the ball well last year, and they had moments this year. But I still think it was all predicated, at least in my studies and opinion, on, you know, hey, teams were Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Teams were worried about stopping Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. And then he would get in a running play and, oh, they're playing pass defense and they'd be good that way. But then I always felt like when teams played run, they couldn't just, you know, impose their physical will in the run game. That's changed. That's made me think a little differently of Green Bay going to the playoffs. You know, they're... They're lining up times now, and just Rodgers knows the run game's working. The defense might be playing a run defense, and they just say, screw you, we're going to run it, and they get yards. That's where they're getting scary, and that's where they gash the Bears. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Bears have no chance of winning this game unless they go all in to stop the run. If they play it the first way like they did the first time around where they tried to play like, we're going to try to stop a little bit of everything – they're not going to stop anything, and it's going to be 40 points on the board. I, you know, Right now, with the way they're playing, I take my thing and go, I'm going to stop the run, and it's not an overly complicated pass game, and I'm going to trust some of my secondary and my coaching through the week to maybe slow down that aspect, but I'm more worried about Aaron Jones and, and Dylan and the way they look right now. And that's where it got started for the Packers in that first game against the Bears yeah. over the last five weeks. Third in the NFL in average yards rushing Ooh. per game. We mentioned Cardinals-Rams. Cardinals 8-7 and seven at the 9-6 and six Rams. John Wolford, get it right, coaches. Wolford is quarterback for the Rams, and it's presumably Kyler Murray, although he's got a leg injury. He may be 
not the same Kyler Murray that we're used to seeing. Desperation for the Cardinals. Winning their in, losing their out. Rams still get in if the Bears lose to the Packers. Um, can the Rams pull this off with all these injuries that they have? Can they beat the Arizona Cardinals, Chris? I, I do think so. I do. Yeah, I think the Rams really are a tough matchup for the Arizona Cardinals. They're just, you know, again, and, and I this week for my podcast, I went back and watched all these games, their first matchups, first time around. You know, the Rams really, hey, they were built in part, what, to stop Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks? Well, Kyler Murray kind of fits that mold to a degree, too. And the Rams... You know, they love playing spread football. Oh, you want to play spread football? They're they're all about that. They're not a big team. They're a speed team. The Rams are arguably the fastest defense in the game. So, you know, them containing Kyler Murray and running him down, no problemo. They're not going to have any issues with that. You know, where I would worry about the Rams is in, like, phone booth football. Oh, power run game, stuff like that. That's where they've struggled this year. And that's where I look at the Cardinals and just think, if they think they're going to spread and Kyler Murray's going to scramble and run around and they're just going to throw balls to DeAndre Hopkins, no. They have Aaron Donald to stop Kyler Murray. They got Jalen Ramsey to slow down DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I think even with Wolford at quarterback, not a lot's going to change for that offense, and I still think the Rams have the advantage in the matchup. Amazing to think the Cardinals as good as they were, and I think it was 6-3 and three yeah. after the Hale-Murray game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I and now they're looking at eight and eight. Are you kidding me? I know. But uh, uh, amazing slide by the Cardinals and those injuries that Kyler Murray has sustained, the shoulder and now the leg. I think uh, the the final nail in Arizona, uh, and we'll see if they can regroup and get it done next year. Washington and Philadelphia, Sunday Night Football. Washington is in with a win. They would win the NFC East with a record of seven and nine and host a playoff game in the wild card round. Can Washington win this game, Chris, if Alex Smith is unable to go? Did not practice on Wednesday. Taylor Heineke would be the replacement. Dwayne Haskins long gone. Do you think they can win without Smith? Yes, but it'll take, you know, some other factors. Heineke did look good when he came in the other day. Now, I know, you know, the game was kind of over and all that type of stuff, too. So it's different as far as the intensity he'll have to deal with at the start of the game and everything like that. So we'll see. But I think, like, yes, they can win. But then to me, it's going to have to be, all right, Antonio Gibson in the run game were somewhat special, and maybe the defense you know, caused a turnover or two to give them a short field. You know, I don't know if I trust the fact that I think Taylor Heineke is going to you know, execute and do all those things. I hope he can. I just don't know. I mean, I, we haven't seen him play enough football. I think that's the, the, the big question to me. But the, the other aspect that is concerning too and just from what we heard with Alex Smith right Mike I mean I would think he's playing if he was that close to playing last week I would think he makes it this week but um the 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 other aspect that Terry McLaurin that that's where I I worry about maybe more than anything for Washington because if they don't have him there's nothing to worry about really in the past game that way. And then it just lets the Eagles really focus on Antonio Gibson and do all that. You know, the Eagles got run on last week, but it wasn't until late in the game until they were desperate and they were trying to get the ball back. They were okay handling Zeke Elliott and company and all that, but ultimately they they broke because they were trying to make something happen and they got to worry about all those receivers in Dallas. They don't have to worry about that in Washington. I think this is going to be a close competitive football game. 
You mentioned Terry McLaurin. He was in a walking boot yeah. the weekend. He didn't practice Wednesday. Gibson also didn't practice. He's been dealing with injury issues. Turf toe. And the other dynamic here, Chris, is the Eagles have nothing to lose. I know. The Eagles are loose. The Eagles, this is, you know, this is that Texans on Thanksgiving, Bengals on Monday night Agreed. a week and a half ago. Yeah. Where this is our chance. People are watching, kind of like a bowl game during bowl week where Let's just show everyone what we can do. And this is Jalen Hurts' opportunity to really convince everyone that he's the guy. So I think this is a very, very dangerous spot for Washington, especially if they don't have Alex Smith. My, now, I was going to say, Mike, that's a great point, ahead. though. I think that has to be talked about. Because, like, Philadelphia is one of those teams, and I think that's what you're saying, where they're not – I don't look at them as a team that's going to go, oh, the season's over, we're going to give up. I feel like they're one of those teams that's like, let's try this this week. Let's do this this week. This is going to be fun. Let's screw them over. Let's run this trick play. I think they're going to relish the no pressure, like you're saying, to where that is dangerous. Yeah, fake punts, fourth downs. Right. Gadget plays. Exactly. And, and with look, the closing argument for the season is this primetime game. Eagles fans want major changes. Doug Peterson has to at least be wondering if it was so bad this year that he may not have a job next year. He at least has to wonder that. The best way to to propel yourself into an offseason of uncertainty is to win national television, prime time, last game of the regular season, and keep Washington out of the playoffs. That is going to be your best footing for whatever comes next and maybe avoid what would happen if you end up losing 42-10 to 10 to Washington in that spot. Now, before that game, we will know who gets in if Washington loses because the Cowboys and the Giants have an elimination game at 425 p.m. Eastern. Dallas 6 and 9, Giants 5 and 10. Whoever wins wins the division if Washington loses. It's that simple. The Cowboys really have gotten better. We left them for dead. Yeah. And they have found a way to wake up, Chris. And I made the joke when the Rose Bowl got relocated to AT&T Stadium. Well, well, they're going to have a postseason game there after all. They may have two postseason games there because there may be 30,000 people plus at AT&T Stadium watching uh, the Cowboys host the Buccaneers next weekend. No, I, I mean, I know. And Dallas, you know, to your point, they have gotten better. There's no doubt. I, I don't sit here and go, oh, they've gotten so better, though, that I think it's a guaranteed win against the New York Giants. Definitely not. I know they've won three in a row. You know, they were down last week, what, 14-3 to pretty early. You know, they were fortunate in the two wins before that. Cincinnati gave them the ball and gave them, like, they just kept handing them the ball. And, you know, Dallas's defense scored a touchdown, and then they got a short field, and the 49ers did the same thing. They've had some games fall their way. I do think the Giants match up pretty good with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the the issue with – it's just like, can the Giants' offense do enough? Can they run the ball? Dallas's run defense stinks. I mean, it's horrible. Can the Giants – that's why I was shocked, you know, we talked about in the first hour, Daniel Jones talking about, I'm going to play in the pocket, and I don't know, you'll see the similar game plan – which means he can't run and get on the edge. But that to me is going to be, you know, the big thing. Can the can the who wins that much matchup? Do the Giants gash them in the run game or does Dallas kind of hold their own? If that's the case, then I think Dallas can win the football game, definitely. But I do think that Giants defense can match up with with Dallas's, you know, uh offense too. Giants with those giant big guys up front like we've talked about. It should be a lot like their Seattle game plan. Five big guys up front. We're going to play. 
We're going to put all the pressure on our big guys to stop Ezekiel Elliott in the run game so we can play too deep and not let C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup go off because the Giants can't match up with those receivers across the board. There's no way. So they got to protect them to a safety play, in my opinion. Well, they got the biggest D-line in football. They're going to have to put the pressure on them to stop the run so they can protect that. I think they got a chance. I favor Dallas, but I think this will be a close game. It was a very close game when they played earlier this year, 34-31. The Cowboys got the win at home over the New York Giants. Uh, I think it was the – Dak Prescott broke his ankle that game. It was one of the rare wins, right? Andy Dalton came in and found a way to get it done. And speaking of Dalton, and this is a point, on a day when we are bashing Pete Demolitis every chance we can get, I have to give him credit here. He has alerted me to this quirk of uh, historical football fact. Andy Dalton, five straight playoff berths with the Bengals in the AFC, never crossed paths with Tom Brady once. This year, it could be Dalton in his first year with an NFC team facing Brady in his first year with an NFC team in the wild card round. And that will happen if the Buccaneers win, which they fully intend to do, and they're going to go for it because they want to be the five seed because they'd rather play at Dallas than at Seattle or at Green Bay or at New Orleans. And uh, if Dallas wins, if Tampa wins, and if Washington loses, that will be the matchup. When we return, we're going to flip it over to the AFC, some of the big matchups coming this weekend as the playoff picture inevitably will come into focus. More PFT Live right after this. Time now for the Ryzen 5G speed round. Christopher, and we're going to focus on the AFC matchups in Week 17 in a what's more likely format. Let's get right to it. The Miami Dolphins at 10-5, and five, trying desperately to get into the postseason. They could be the cheese that stands alone in the AFC. They are at the Buffalo Bills. What's more likely? Ryan Fitzpatrick goes Fitzmagic and has one touchdown, or your boy Blue Josh Allen has three touchdowns, What's more likely? Well, it's like it's tough just because we don't really know what Buffalo is going to do, right? That's where it's like I, I don't know. Are they going to play the full game like, like we talked about all week? If I'm Buffalo, my number one goal this week is just to avoid Baltimore in the first round of the wild, the, the wild card playoffs. That, that's really what I'd be worried about. I'd play to beat I'd play to beat the Dolphins and maybe be scoreboard watching. And once you saw maybe the Browns were beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe going to win the game, you take them out. I don't know. I think if I'm going to choose either one here, I'm going to go Josh Allen has three TDs. I, I don't feel comfortable about that, but I just there's no guarantee Fitzpatrick gets in the game. And what if the Dolphins play their good defensive run game bootlegs like we've seen them be when they are successful with Tua? That could be a possibility, and Fitzpatrick never gets in. So I'm going to go with Allen and three TDs. Yeah, look, I, I really do believe that the Bills need to keep building the momentum that yeah. we've seen grow and grow and grow the past several weeks. And I agree with you. You ideally would like to avoid the Baltimore Ravens, but I don't know how much of that you can actually engineer I by know. choosing to play to win or not win. There's still benefit in knocking out a division rival. Yep. And the Dolphins would not get in if they would lose and Baltimore wins, Cleveland wins against a Pittsburgh team that won't be playing Ben Roethlisberger, and the Colts win over the Jaguars. That's what keeps the Miami Dolphins out. And right now I think that they are going to be the one that is left out for as good as they've been. And as, as dramatically as this team has turned around, it's going to be one more year until they get to the playoffs. I fear yeah. back in week two, Josh Allen had four touchdowns 
against the Miami Dolphins in that 31-28 victory by Buffalo but, over Miami. All right, my, I was just go ahead. Just you got one thing. Else? Well, I was just to say with that too. I mean, I you know just looking at it to like what you said to keep the pedal on the metal, do all that. I think when you really look at it, the best way for them to avoid Baltimore is just to win the game because I think that's the less likely scenario that Baltimore will end up being in as the seven seed is like the least likely thing. So that, to me, you win the game, great, you keep the momentum going, and you ensure, you know, the least likely thing of happening, which is Baltimore, you know, or having to deal with them, you know, in the, in the first round wild card. The Cleveland Browns need to get a victory over the Steelers. I mentioned Ben Roethlisberger won't be playing. It'll be Mason Rudolph. Baker Mayfield had a bad game against the Jets with multiple fumbles. Here he is when he was asked yesterday by Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com about his performance in Week 16. Um, I don't know. I've, I've had my back against the wall many a times in my life. Uh, I think I, I handle that type of stuff correctly. Um, so uh, just... One day at a time till Sunday. I can't win it right now. Uh, I have to move on from the game and, and work to get there. Will you use it to your advantage? Will you, I mean, sometimes a mad baker is a good baker. Um, and no, I was thinking I was probably going to use it as a disadvantage and, uh, you know, maybe drop the ball four more times. I don't know. Can't help himself. Can't help himself. He's suppressed his nature almost all season. He got to week 17. That That's just who he is. Whether you like it or not, that's who he is. He's a smartass. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. as a card-carrying smartass, I can relate to it. But in certain settings, you suppress it. And he had suppressed it in press conferences all year long. He was using quotes from the office and Parks and Rec. Instead, he finally ran out of quotes from other TV shows, and he went back to being a smartass, Chris. Yeah, no, he, he definitely did. And, you know, that's Mary Kay Cabot, who's a, you know, a legend in the NFL media and, and the Cleveland, you know, f following the, the Browns football team. Uh, yeah, I wish, you know, he didn't do that. I wish he would come up with just some funny comment from a show again or something like that because, yeah, that just is a – it's a little bit of a low blow or whatever either way. Um, but – but well, it's not like it was a ridiculously stupid question. No, it it's was not. not. A you're looking question. exactly. You're right. It's a real, you, you could give a smart ass answer to 95% of the questions that are asked by people who are just doing their jobs. She is just doing her job as the liaison between a football team and football fan. And you come off, frankly, as a punk. When you act that way, I'm sorry I said it, but that's how you come off. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with you there. You're you're right, and and you know it is a legitimate question. I mean, yeah, turnovers happen. You know, what is in your mind this week? He that's all she was. What, what's in your mind? What's your approach? Is there something done at practice to be a little bit more aware of it? Whatever. You know, is it? Are you using it? Is there something you saw on film where you didn't have two hands on the ball? Listen, he fumbled twice last week. It wasn't like it was like egregious where you're just like, how could he fumble? And what an idiot! I mean, he got crushed both times, blindsided. So I mean, that's gonna happen in football, especially when you got tight ends and practice squad people playing wide receiver and they can't get open, and then you got to pat the ball and wait because nobody's open and all of that. But you know, um, yeah. Listen, Baker's been awesome all year long. He's playing awesome on the field. Uh, he can wipe that off totally. He'll be awesome altogether. All right, so what's more likely? Miles Garrett gets two or more sacks of his good friend, sarcasm alert, Mason Rudolph, 
or Baker Mayfield has at least one turnover. I'm going to go Miles Garrett gets two plus sacks. I got to think in a day, like Miles Garrett's a quarterback. All right. Baker Mayfield should go, okay, their offense has been struggling with Big Ben at quarterback. I would imagine it's going to struggle with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So and when you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the parts of playing them is going, wait, I'm not going to let the Steelers' defense win the football game by scoring points. That's what he did the first time, through a pick six on the first series of the game. You know, the game, Pittsburgh's defense won the game before the offense really ever had to do anything. That's part of playing the Steelers. So I think he'll realize that he's been good for the most part ever since that game, other than last week, which I said wasn't necessarily all his fault. Uh, I'm going to go with Miles, gets the two-plus sacks on Mason. Cleveland gets in with a victory over the Steelers or an Indianapolis loss or a Tennessee loss and a Miami win and a Baltimore win, and I still don't understand what has to happen. Just win, Cleveland. What do you think should happen there? and you're in. I think they're going to win. God, if they can't beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph, they don't belong in the playoffs, no, Chris. No, I know that, but I want to know what you think. Two-plus sacks or Baker Mayfield turnover? That's what you asked. I want to oh. know your answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett, two plus. Uh, are you kidding me? Miles Garrett getting a shot at Mason Rudolph? Uh, yeah, Miles Garrett, two plus sacks of Mason Rudolph on Sunday. All right, uh, Titans at the Texans. What's more likely, Derrick Henry gets to 2,000 rushing yards or Deshaun Watson throws four touchdown passes? Derrick Henry needs 223 to get to 2,000, and the only guy in the NFL who could pull off 223 in a week 17 right now is Derrick Henry. So will he do it, Chris? Or will Deshaun Watson throw four touchdowns? Like, he definitely can do it, especially against Houston. Houston is, you know, again, if your offense is struggling, the doctor orders Houston's defense to come to town. That's what the doctor does. I mean, but, uh, you know, th there's too much to defend on the Titans' offense altogether. The Titans still got to win you know, to, to get in the playoffs. They're not guaranteed of a spot either as we sit here, which is amazing to say out loud. <sighs> Man, their defense is so not good to where I could see Deshaun Watson throw. I'm going to go Deshaun Watson throws four touchdowns. I am. Wow. I am. I'm going to go with that. I, I mean, 223 is just a little too much. So, I, you know, I could see him getting 180, something like that. But 223, I don't know if I can put my name to that. I could see Watson four TDs more realistic. Way back in week six, Henry had 212 rushing yards against yeah. the Texans, Oof. but Watson did have four touchdown passes against Tennessee that same week, and the Titans have allowed 33 touchdown passes this year, tied for second most in Horrible. the NFL. Hard, hard to feel good about the Mike Vrabel defense when you've given up that many touchdown passes. All right, the Colts, one of the other teams that are intertwined with the, tit uh, the Titans to see who's going to win the division. Jaguars. 1-14, they started the year with a win over the Colts. They've lost 14 in a row. It would be perfect if they would end the season beating the Colts. Colts at 10-5. and five. What's more likely, Phillip Rivers takes two or more sacks or he throws three touchdown passes against the Jaguars? I I'm going to go with the three touchdowns here. I'm going to go with that. You know, um, I know Anthony Costanzo's out at left tackle for the Colts. That stinks. I mean, he is, you know, one of the better left tackles in football, definitely. But the Jacksonville defense, uh, you know, not a great pass rush. Not one single pass rusher that you're worried about that way. They're not good at defending the pass. I would think Rivers is going to find people open, get the ball out of his hands, and they've become a decent running football team here as of late. So 
with that, I'm going to go with the three touchdowns, and and uh, I think that's more more of a possibility than going more than two sacks. I mentioned the Titans have 33 passing touchdowns allowed this year, tied for second most in the NFL. The other team tied with them, the Jaguars, with 33 passing touchdowns. And, look, this could be a dangerous game for the Colts because the Jaguars just don't care. They yeah, just don't care. Right. This is kind of you – know, not, not that it's a game anyone's going to be paying attention to. It's not in prime time. It's not nationally televised. But the Jaguars just don't care. And uh, the organization, now that they've locked up the Trevor Lawrence pick, they can uh, – they, they don't have to try to lose. Just go all out, see what you can do. You know, this is where a team is dangerous. The point you made earlier in the show about the Eagles, the Jaguars, go for it on fourth down, onside kick, right. fake punt, fake field goal, do anything. Who cares? Who cares? Right. What's the difference between 1 and 14, 1 and 15, 2 and 14? Who cares You're at this right. point? They have a brighter future with Trevor Lawrence. Let's just go have some fun. I agreed that they are scary that way. And, you know, with Doug Marone and that team too. Yeah. I don't expect them to be that. Like we're going to lay down type of football team and it's over. No, I don't. You know, Jay Gruden's done a good job on the offensive side of the ball. Every week they make plays on the offensive side of the ball and do things that way too. I mean, they're, they're kind of a fun watch, even though, you know, they're going to lose the game. It's, it's always a pretty fun game to watch when it's Jacksonville involved, but I think they'll be outmanned here, and I think the you know Colts being desperate, having to win and need help, all that, uh, you know, the dam will break at some point for Jacksonville. Three years ago, all the Ravens had to do was beat the Bengals to get into the playoffs. Andy Dalton had something to say about that with less than a minute to play, 44 seconds on the clock, a 49-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd, and that was that for the Ravens. This time around, the Ravens need a win, and they're in against the Bengals in Cincinnati this time. Lamar Jackson has 80 or more rushing yards, or Baltimore's defense has three takeaways. Chris, what's more likely? Ooh, well, both are very likely. That That's for sure. I, I think, though, the one that I look at more than anything here is, is uh, I think, the 80-plus rush yards. I'm going to go with that. I am. I am. I, I Well, you know, Cincinnati, awesome secondary. If this Baltimore was a passing team, I'd go, ooh, this is scary to play Cincinnati, just like we saw with Pittsburgh a few weeks. They got the studs back there. But the run defense, that's another story, and it's not very good. And Baltimore's got it going right now. They got it going. We've talked about it all week. You know, it's, we don't want to see – nobody want, I wouldn't want to see them AFC playoffs. You know, they're starting to pound people in the running game. Lamar looks good. You know, the pass game is effective enough – to at least where they're putting Hollywood Brown in positions to get the ball. It's done, not going to blow you away, but I'm going to go with the 80-plus rush yards. I am. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just – I guess I, I think Cincinnati will do their best. Three, three tur takeaways is a lot, and I feel better about 80-plus rush yards. Lamar Jackson has had 80-plus rushing yards in three of his last four games, but he had two carries for three yards against the Bengals back in week five. I agree with you. This is a different team. Yeah. And last year, it was the Titans that disrupted our presumed Ravens-Chiefs AFC Championship game. I feel like this year, the Ravens could disrupt our presumed Bills-Chiefs AFC Championship game by beating one or the other, depending yeah. upon how the draw works out in the AFC. All right, we're going to take a draft. Uh, we're going to take a draft. We're, we're going to take, take a draft. I would like to take it. The whole draft, draft we're taking right it. <laughs> we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to take a break right now. We have changed our typical Thursday draft cuz I hope you're on board with this. We're not doing the matchup draft oh, because I'm these are all matchups we've already seen and we've talked about them. We're doing the show me something. This is usually on Friday when you are sound asleep. Yes. When we do the show me something draft, that is what we are going to do next. We're going to take a draft and then have a break or take a break and then have a draft. 
of Show Me Something next here on PFT Live. Pro Football Talk is brought to you by Verizon, the 5G America's been waiting for. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What if millions of black Americans had been compensated for slavery? Join me, Tremaine Lee, as I explore the untold story of one of the only black Americans who ever was. I talk to his descendants and discuss how reparations forever change their family's trajectory and imagine a reality where reparations are paid to the rest of black America. Into America presents Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations, a Black History Month series. New episodes drop Thursdays. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go, PFT Live. The usual Friday draft, now on a Thursday, because... I, I, I am fairly confident that tomorrow morning at 8.44 a.m. Eastern, I will be asleep, and I think Chris will be too. So we're doing the Show Me Something draft. Now, Chris, you have a trivia question for me to determine the first pick in the draft. All right, here we go. Entering this season, the Browns and the Bucks had the two longest active playoff droughts in the NFL. If the Browns clinch this weekend, what team will now have the longest active playoff drought? Ooh. 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 Hmm. Mm. Wow. I'm I'm th- I'm thinking of teams and it's like, no, they were there. And I think of another team, and it's like, no, they were there. Holy crap. Uh the pressure's on. Sometimes the obvious answers are the right ones. Sometimes the obvious ones are the right ones. The Jaguars. No, the Jaguars were just in three years ago. Go ahead, blow the horn. <laughs> but you were close. It was the same, Who is it? you know, the, the Jets. The Jets. You were right there. The That's Jets. why I was trying to oh, say it. Jets, Jaguars right there at the bottom. Yeah. The Jets. Yeah. It's been ten years for that the crazy? Jets. My God, bring back. I've joked in the past that they should just fire everybody and bring back Rex Ryan. Maybe they should. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. No, no. Maybe they should. I don't know maybe, what they, they I need could to do say a lot it of would things. be an ultimate. I mean, you're a Yankees fan. Wouldn't it be a great New York thing? Bring back Billy Martin. Bring back Rex Ryan. Well, Woody yeah. Johnson comes but Billy back Martin won World in Series UK. and things were good. It didn't, you know, Rex Ryan, it was good for two years and then it was, eh, okay. I mean, Re- Rex Ryan got him as far as anybody has in 50 years. I know. Twice. I know. I, it, it, it's that ship has sailed. Okay. That's, that's right. gone. I hope it's Rex Ryan. <laughs> Bring back Rex. All right. You got the first pick. Okay. Well, I think I am going to go to Tua. That's where I'm going. Tua, you got to show me something this week. It's my first part, first time taking part in the show me something draft, but I look at Tua, and of course, that's the Miami Dolphins in general. It's a big game. You got to get in the playoffs. Listen, I don't know what the hell the Bills are going to do, but either way, I just you need to be playing at high level football. Tua, who got benched last week for Fitzpatrick, you know, again, yes, and this big moment. And okay, if the run game and bootlegs aren't there, you know, can Tua 
can Tua do it on offense with his left arm and, and in the pocket making plays that way? That's still a question about Tua as we go forward here. So for me, this is another good opportunity for him to show me something and show everybody that, you know, he is a, a legit fr face of the franchise quarterback uh, as we go into maybe the playoffs or the 2021 offseason. He responded really well in the game after he was benched against the Broncos yep. for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So this is his chance. What, you know, even though he says all the right things and does all the right things, this gets back to our Aaron Rodgers conversation. At some level, it had to bug him to be removed from the game and to be deprived of the opportunity to right. work the kind of magic that Fitzpatrick did. So you have an opportunity to channel that frustration the following game with the season on the line, the postseason berth hanging in the balance. I agree with you, Tua Tonga-Vailoa is one of the top choices this week. For me, Kyler Murray, similar argument. Not that he was benched, but here they are with their playoff hopes that seemed like a no-brainer for most of the season. They looked like one of the best teams in the division, if not potentially in the conference at times, they never were in that conversation. It was always Saints or Bucks or Packers or Seahawks, maybe Rams for a little a little while. But they always were kind of on that fringe, and now lately they've fallen apart. And th this is Kyler Murray with an injured leg, a shoulder that still may be a little bit of a problem, getting it done against a Rams team that beat him earlier this year. If Kyler Murray truly is ready to be the next great thing in the NFL – you got to get to the playoffs in your second season, and you have to win a game in Week 17 where it's win and in. And it's not going to be easy, but that's what's going to make it all the more memorable if it happens, and that's why the pressure, I think, Chris, is on him to deliver. I agree. I mean, I, I think the, the aura or the shine of Kyler Murray has definitely dulled over the last five or six weeks to where – you know, again, five or six weeks ago, I had to do my, my, my top 10 quarterbacks in football, and I made him number four. I mean, if you made me readjust that right now, he would not be there. I know that. You know, uh, definitely not. It's been a lot of average and even below average play. And come on, let's be serious. I mean, that interception he threw in the game the other day, he got, you know, kind of got a free pass in the media. That was a horrible interception in a big moment of the game. No pressure on him, just threw the ball up off his back foot and threw it seven yards short, you know? So there's been a little too much of that that's a little concerning with him to where you just go, man, what, what's going on there in, in Arizona? Um, my, I, I got to go to the, the Browns, Baker specifically, okay, if we're just going to make it about one guy. It's, of course, the whole Browns organization. But I'll put it on the quarterback, Baker Mayfield, everything like that. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are not going to be at full strength. They're coming into town. It's the Cleveland Browns. You got a chance to go to the playoffs, do something here you know, against a team who's not going to be playing all their starters. You know, put them away. You want to be a playoff team. These are the type of games you got to come out and make sure your team is hitting on all cylinders, your energy's good, you're focused, ready to go, and you got a chance to, you know, solidify the fact that you're the number one pick in the draft. Then look, you picked me number one, and here we are a few years later, and we're going to the playoffs, and we were crap before this. Uh, this is a big show-me-something weekend for Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, if they can't beat Mason Rudolph, they have no business being in the playoffs. And if they miss the playoffs after that percentage, that first time we had Kornacki percentages and they were in the mid-90s, right. I thought, man, the only thing worse than being as bad as they've been the past few years would be missing the playoffs when you're this close to it. And if they can't beat Mason Rudolph, they don't belong in the postseason. Next one for me a team that we just presumed would make it to the playoffs, and they may end up blowing it. Phillip Rivers, 
Should be able to beat the Jaguars, but we thought that way back in week one. And this very well could be the final game of his career. He said earlier this week that the thought has crossed his mind. They could win this game and still not get in. If all the other teams at 10-5 and win, they're not getting in. The Colts are on the outside looking in, and it could be that Phillip Rivers walks away into retirement with a victory. There's already some buzz. I saw a report from frontofficesports.com that the networks are lining up for the possibility to hire Phillip Rivers as kind of a Tony Romo figure covering games next year if he does indeed retire. So this could be it. And uh, this is your chance. And you can't lose to the Jaguars. You can't let the Jaguars, two wins of the year, be week one against the Colts and week 17 against the Colts with a playoff berth hanging on it. And again, this may be the last time we see Phillip Rivers win or lose. So show us something, Phillip. It may be your last chance to ever do so. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, listen, in full transparency, transparency, I'm 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 rooting for them. I really am. I mean, it's a hard year to go like who would you want to not make the playoffs? I mean, all these teams there in the AFC, there's like redeeming qualities of all of them to make you want to like root for them, you know? Just, uh, you know, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, Indianapolis. It's all a good story, and they're all easy to root for that way. Um, and, I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess in my heart of hearts, there is a part of me that wants to see Phillip Rivers get in. I just feel bad because I don't know who you cancel out of that. And what's crazy still, too, really, is, hey, they can win this weekend. Deshaun Watson pulls off some magic. They can win the division and be hosting a playoff game, too. That's what's crazy. You know, it really is. And. You know, the Tennessee Titans with that defense, Deshaun Watson, the way he's playing, that's a little scary down there. That's that's very scary. Um, I mean, Watson, you brought it up earlier, he almost single-handedly beat them the first time around. You know, he he kept them in the game and made so many plays in that one. So, uh, yeah, that's a good pick by you, and I'm rooting for Phillip Rivers. All right, I'm going to go to uh, the Windy City here, you know. It's 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 been a whirlwind of a year in the Windy City. Let me just tell you, it's been a whirlwind. It's been everywhere, okay? But this is where I want to go to Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. That's where it's the Bears defense that's going to have to be big time for them to win this football game. I actually have enough confidence in their offense right now to go, they're going to hold their own. They'll be okay. But Bears defense has been, you know, leaking oil lately. They've been leaking it. And if they think they're not going to win the game, they're going to let Aaron Rodgers score 35, 38, 40 points. No way. That's not going to happen. they got to step up and be big time. And the Packers offense so balanced right now, but I think Hicks, Khalil Mack, it starts with them. they got to make a play or two to give their team a little advantage during this game if they want any chance to win it. The leaking oil line reminds me of another TV analyst, one of your good friends. You know who says leaking oil all the time, or at least used to when I used to actually watch more of it? Well, no. You know who it is? No, you know? who? who? So your, your, guy, your guy Steve Young, Mr. Laissez-Faire, he'd say leaking oil. He'd also say moxie a lot. Ooh. Leaking oil and moxie were two of his big ones. Yeah, I don't even know. If he, I, just, I don't watch a whole lot of the pregame shows anymore. I focus on the games. I get enough hearing about football doing this show and PFTPM and Football Night in America, so I don't need to take in any more. All right, my final pick. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts for all the reasons we previously discussed. This is an opportunity. This is a bowl game. This is the Eagles in primetime, the last game of the season. It's a win and in game for Washington. It means nothing for the Eagles. This is the, the chance 
for Jalen Hurts to cement that he's the guy for 2021. And there's reason to feel good about Jalen Hurts for 2021, not just like, oh, well, I guess we'll take him over Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is so bad right now. This is an opportunity to inject some excitement into that Eagles team going into the offseason if Hurts has a big game. So I think he can do it, and it would be something to see the team that has nothing to play for, Chris, knock off the Washington football team in there winning an opportunity to win the division. It, it really would be. I mean, it, it's an intriguing matchup. Nonetheless, you know, Washington, that defense, they've had a few issues with running quarterbacks this year. Everything there. Washington's offense, not real special to where you go, man, the Eagles defense could be okay versus that group. You know, it's a scary game. It really is. Uh, I don't know which way this goes. That's where it's like, you know, the NFC East as horrible as it is. It is intriguing this weekend because I think any three, any of those three teams could be hosting the Buccaneers, you know, next weekend. And of course, you know, I'm rooting for Big Blue and the Giants to pull it off. So sorry, Washington. I'm, I'd like to see you lose. Sorry. Quick break. We'll wrap up this Thursday edition of PFT Live, the final one of 2020. When we uh, return, right after this. When we are returned. Ah ah. It crossed my mind. I don't think it'll be something I think about all week. It did cross my mind. I go, shoot, you know, things don't go the way you want this weekend and who knows what happens. I guess it could, I guess, I guess it's, I, and I guess it's probably healthy to have that, at least to have that thought that, because uh, no, you know, shoot, not guaranteed anything moving forward. There is Philip Rivers discussing the thing that uh, we pondered last segment, the possibility it may be the last time that we ever see him playing football and it very well could be one thing that he won't see on the sideline on Sunday is the Colts play the Jaguars. Chris scores from other games. The Colts will not be showing those in the stadium. They don't want the players to be distracted by what's happening with the Tennessee Titans. And the Colts may already know that, that, that they're winning in by the time we get to 425. That's what's weird. The Browns, the Ravens and the Dolphins all play at one Eastern and the Titans, Texans, and Jaguars Colts game are in the late window. Yeah, so right. you know it's only for the division title in the home playoff game, yeah. but that's the score they're not going to show. Uh, and uh, I, I, there's still way yeah, you're still going to find out. Our, our buddy Chris Long tweeted last night. That's why you, the trainers exactly. uh, cell phones become so important at that point. They'll they'll know. They'll find out. No doubt. I used to sit there. And always, trainers, the equipment guys, hey, what's going on in the Yankees World Series game right now? You know, I mean, that's what I always did. They're going to find out. It doesn't matter. I understand them taking it off the scoreboard because you just don't want guys sitting up there, like, staring at it all the time. That's where it, like, loses your focus a little bit. It's like the coach is talking and you're looking up going, man, okay, it's the third quarter. The Titans are losing. All right. And that's where that's where they don't want to deal with it. But you're right. I mean, really, in the locker room pregame, there's a good chance they're going to have a feel of, oh, wait, we're in if we win or, okay, all the teams that we needed to lose won. Now we got to go out here and win and see what happens. And so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I understand that. And you can say, well, we don't want them to know what's going on with the other game because it's a distraction. It's more of a distraction if there's something you want to know that you are prevented from knowing. You, you want to satisfy that thing in your brain that is curiosity. So let them know. I think it's better to let them know because they're going to find out anyway, Chris. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand that thought too. You're right. Uh, I, 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 it's, a, it's a tough one. You're, they are going to find out. I think it's just about – 
you know, again, just trying to send the message of like, we're not going to sit there all day, look at the scoreboard. Let's just focus on us, win the game. There's a good chance they'll have the a clue when they take they the They should field. be able to handle the Jaguars. If you can't beat the Jaguars, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Everybody have a safe and happy new year. We'll see you next week, or we'll see you later today for the joint picks. Happy month. new year. Bye. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.